Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk I am in the studio live in Arizona We got a lot to talk about Definitely with the Lockout being un, uh, being lifted. We got to talk about uh, something that the Brett Favre situation. Uh, we probably spent two minutes on that. I'm I'm pretty much done with it for the most part. But it's, it is news. We're gonna talk about the uh, free agencies that are out there that uh, possibly go high. It's not like the college draft where one guy has to go first. It's it's the free agency and uh, who we're talking about is uh, Namdi uh, Sumar. What's his name? Uh, Clancy. I got a Clancy, Alex Clancy in the uh, studio. Namde Asamoah. Yeah. Namde Asamoah for the yeah. Raiders. Um, very, very high um, interest in this guy. 30-year-old guy, so it would be good to do. Who knows what we're going to have a show. I haven't heard from Ken uh, in the ATL for a while. We got uh, Kenya Simone will be joining the show from WGCI in Chicago. Kenya Simone, are you with us? Good morning. How I you doing? I am here. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We sorry, <laughs> Dizzy. We didn't hear you come on, but we was just—I was just introducing you that you may be on the show. Well, I am here. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. We're gonna move fast. And what, what I was saying, Kenya, is we're gonna talk about the uh, the lockout. In my opinion, it was a five month uh, ordeal that should only took two months. But when you're talking about business, uh, I think two months is a great. It, it was more so of a money situation. Who's can, who's going to get what, and who can see what as far as the money? Because the NFL is a nonprofit organization, five one c three. So you really don't, you really don't have to show your money to anybody for the most part. The only team that was allowed to, that was able to do that was the uh, Green Bay Packers because uh, the city, the state owns that team. A lot of people have vested interest in that team, which is which was good, and that's why these guys are winning. And we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers down the road somewhere uh, in the show. Because do we really have to, you know, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers? Well, really. I think no, I'm just kidding. I think with the situation at hand, with the lockout, and today they are able to sign undrafted free agency, undrafted free agents, and tomorrow a lot of these teams will report to camp. So I think with the situation, the Green Bay Packers having 16 or 17 guys that didn't even play for them last year that was on IR and they still won a Super Bowl. Now getting into the playoffs. That's what's one thing. Other teams knocking each other off, uh, winning the Super Bowls. I say about forty percent luck, but you do have those teams that have uh, enough skill to do it. And we can talk about teams like New England Patriots. We can talk about teams like Pittsburgh Steelers, the the old Dallas Cowboys uh, when they went on their run. Um, yeah. So uh, most teams have enough talent and skill 
to be um, to be Super Bowl champs. Uh, I do want to talk about some Tiger Woods briefly. Um, him firing his caddy Steve Williams. Uh, there's like a mix mix thing that's going on with that. So we'll talk about that for a while. Uh, we got a uh, sometimes Ken on hold. <laughs> I'm just putting down what Monk Monk type sometimes can on hold. I just I'm reading that. <laughs> we just I mean Ken, we don't know. We don't know when you're gonna show up now. I think you turn into the boss over there, or the boss turn into you. Actually, Ken took his boss's place over the last month, so Ken is now the boss. How you? How you? Oh, congratulations, Ken. You the HN. Uh, I see. Yeah, the man now. Okay, so what? What then? Then why are you late for the show? If you the man, I got to get my people's out on lunch first before I can go, man. What are they third graders? They don't know when to take lunch. Nah, man, we do everything about time around here. Time management. Time management. Time management for some grown folk. All righty, okay. Well, Ken, welcome to the show again. Uh, <laughs> we did. I did post it on a, a fan page and stuff like that. Um, here's here's the deal: free agency. Nam de Asamoah. Last year, this guy was Julius Peppers. Uh, in the past three years, he had 52 passes uh, caught on him. I, I think wherever he goes, he makes a team that much better. Any team, but there's only a few teams that can afford him. Uh, I think, and he's a 30 year old guy. He will be, um, I think, a five to six year deal um, to a contender. You know, when guys come in the league, they do want to win the Super Bowl. Everybody, not I wouldn't say everybody, for the most part, people think that it's also all about money. Uh, you see these guys holding out, and you think, oh, this guy's selfish. Hurry up and sign. Well, he's not selfish for the most part. He won a signing bonus, which is um, the only thing pretty much guaranteed him because teams can cut you any time. That's why. We, that's why we had a uh, CBA uh, that was took five months which it only took two months I think three months was more so of ego situation with the owners and feeling like this is our team this is our money we don't have to share our money or our, our things our vested interest with you guys but they don't you have to understand this is a partnership you can't just go get scabs and play and think you'll get the same fan base I, I think they should scrap this first preseason game uh, and get these t- guys time to be in camp uh, get some camaraderie which make this will make the game that much more better but when you have selfish owners uh, that's that's all about the money, that's $200 million that they were missing the first week. So I don't see that. That's not going to happen. Teams are able to report to camp tomorrow, Wednesday, or 15 days out before their first preseason game. But Namde and Samoa uh, will uh, get a first-year deal, I mean a, a five- or six-year deal, Probably to a contender, and that team may be Houston. I think Indianapolis dominated that uh, conference for the most part. Uh, he could go to Tampa, where there is a um, situation at the cornerback position where one guy uh, still in his thug mentality, he's not, he may not be there. So he'll fit well with Tampa over there with Rondé Barber. Uh, Baltimore could do it, but Baltimore doesn't have enough money. Uh, there's a lot of free agency out there, but Baltimore also who's releasing players, but still. $10 million under the cap or over the cap so they probably won't do it. Now, Baltimore makes corners. When you have that type of pressure, the defensive line and linebackers, uh, you make corners good. This guy's already good. I, it puts me in the mindset of Dwayne Starks, who was a good corner, but with that pressure, you can sit and squat and make a lot of plays. Or probably at the end of the day, San Fran will be in the picture somewhere. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Let me get let me get you guys' opinion on this free agency and and and, and how does lockout affect you? Because I know you guys are fans also, uh, as well as uh, uh, inquiring on the business of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd go out to Baltimore myself personally. I think uh, Baltimore just pulled a power move this morning and just saved eighteen point six million dollars off the cap by releasing McGahee, he Kelly, and Derek Mason. Uh, that's eighteen million dollars right there that uh, Nandi Asamoah would have. Requested, required for his services anyway. So by that pulling those kind of moves there this morning, that just shows you Baltimore is definitely in the hunt to go after Nelson uh, Wah. And of course, you want to talk about Super Bowl contender. What better team to go to than the Baltimore Ravens, who's right there every year challenging mm-hmm. for that AFC championship and to go to the Super Bowl? Well, Alex, let me ask you this: Does that make that uh that team much better because you get rid of a guy like Derek Mason, a leader, uh, a veteran guy like that who? Oh, he he's more of so. He doesn't have to lead your uh, lead your team in receptions, but his leadership on the field and and, and some of these younger guys off the field. Uh, do you you sacrifice that as far as a leader? Then you bring in a guy who can who's a lockdown corner. And the main focus is to win a Super Bowl. Um, well, I think that they're um they've never really totally been offensive minded, and they have a quarterback that can lead that team. I don't think they need a veteran receiver there. That guy has come in. He's played like a veteran ever since day one. You know, uh, he's 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 been the man, and I think that if they're going to win, they need to they need a facelift on their in their on their defensive end. I mean, all their guys are getting a little bit older, and you know, you got Suggs and Ray Lewis in the middle, but um, they need they need a lockdown corner that that will um that will revamp that defense. Kenya Simone, how you think he fits in over there? Well, you know what? One of the things that I was really really hoping for with this lockout was that they would come to some type of agreement with what Mike Dick has been working so hard for with the pension of the retired players. And I know that, that all of the negotiations aren't complete yet, but I do hope they get that in there somewhere to give these guys something to look forward to, you know, after they're done with the game. Yeah, and I and that was one of the things that would you know, I was into the uh lockout, into the C B A and what they were doing, but most for the most part, I was wondering what they're gonna do for the veteran players that uh, played the game, who made the league what it is, and I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about myself. I'm talking about guys that came before me. I'm talking about the the Minjo Greens, those type guys, uh, the Roger Starbacks, who probably don't need the money, but you know, he's a big real estate guy. But those guys who really made the league what it is, uh, it, that's what that was my main concern on what they're going to do with the pension, the um, the health, the insurance. Um, a lot of these guys can't be insured because of the injuries they've taken, who's going to insure them, and, and if they are, how can they pay, pay that premium? So it was more so in my, in my as I watched this uh, lockout, as I watched the CBA, what are they going to do for those guys? I'm sure the current guys will take care, be taken care of. I think they did a good job with the rookie salary cap, uh, mm-hmm. not giving a guy who, who's never played a down coming to the league, he's make $50 million like he's Peyton Manning. I thought that was unfair to a lot of uh, current guys that was had some veteran leadership that had five years, been on special team for five years, helping his team win from that standpoint. Another guy, yeah, and still not seeing the big money. That's, and, that's true. And still not seeing the big money, but he's helping his team win, they, and they're able to keep him around because he, he's, he's known as a special team guy. You don't have to pay him anything. But, mm-hmm. but then you get a guy out of college, depending on what college he went to, um, get big big bucks, big deals. I thought that was I thought that was unfair. But I'm totally a fan or for guys getting their money, however you get it, whenever you get it. But then do the right thing on the other side of it. 
uh, with the veteran guys who's not who's not able to see those deals. Absolutely. There's another guy out there, uh, San Antonio Holmes. Um, you would think he would stay with the New York Jets. Uh, Dan Snyder with the Washington Redskins will be able to pay him. Uh, San Antonio Holmes has a Super Bowl ring. So now what do you go for? You go for the money. I think, like I said earlier, guys do want to They play. They come in. They want to win a Super Bowl. That's something you can never take from them. Uh, but with San Antonio Holmes having a Super Bowl ring uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, does he go for the big bucks? I think any team that any team that hires him will have to pay this guy the big bucks, and Washington Redskins will be able to do that for the money. Dan Snyder is that guy. Washington Redskins have turned into the black hole of stardom in the in the NFL. They will be the uh, Oakland Raiders of the East. I, I guess you could say that. I mean, uh, Portis went there. Um, Donovan McNabb. You know, Albert Hainworth has played. Donovan I mean, didn't want to go there. For well, the, but either way, all of them are getting paid huge money. And why wouldn't he stay with the Jets? They're the team of the future. They're the team with the most with the most solid core on offense and defense. They have a hell of a coach. Why would Why would he leave? Why would he leave? Now he don't. He, I, San Antonio Holmes. I think he don't. I don't think he wants to leave. Well, then take a pay cut. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> take a pay cut. If you If you really want to win, if you really want to win, you'll stay. No, he he he's won before. You, you guys can uh, chime in on this. I, I really believe he's won. For now, it's time to get his money, especially with the uh, CBA the way it is now. You can't pay Peyton Manning what he wants. Right. You can't make him a $50 million quarterback. But what you can do is give him $100 million and make the uh, his cap value lower. But you just said it wasn't all about the money. It's about rings, right? So <laughs> it just, just a one's enough and then, then you play for money? One's well, enough. Money comes in there somewhere. <laughs> but he's still making millions of dollars a year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does Antonio Holmes have one ring or does he have two rings with Roethlisberger? He may have two rings with Roethlisberger. He missed okay, out on the third so I was just checking on you, Ken. I was just making sure you were listening. Okay, so he got his rings already. So this is this is probably his last contract. You go for the big money while you're hot. And Dan Schneider can afford that. You pay him because I guarantee you, the Jets need to bring in other pieces. They're about to lose four receivers. They got to bring in other receivers. Probably Patrick Burris to help out this offense. So they're not going to be able to pay this man the maximum of what he wants. Dan Schneider got the deep pockets. He got his two Super Bowl rings. He will go to Washington Redskins for more money. And if, if if Washington doesn't take San Antonio Holmes, they probably will reach out to uh, Braylon Edwards. And 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 I've heard talk, and uh, Kenya, you may be able to uh, attest to this. I heard talks that he may go out there with Jay Cutler. Yeah, I heard that um, Chicago is courting Braylon Edwards. I think it would be a good move, but I think what we really need to focus on is our offensive line, or else Jay Cutler is going to be on his back more than. Amber Rose or any other video. Uh oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> on that line. <laughs> so he gonna stay on his back. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's take a break, and I want to get back to that. Uh, not Amber Rose, but uh, Braylon Edwards. <laughs> we'll be back in about two minutes. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Spinach with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the carmelo sports talk we got ken atl uh alex is in the studio with me uh kenya simone wgci in chicago was making a point that braylon edwards may not be the right fit if he doesn't if they don't assure that offensive line and i Happen to agree with, and I don't know, know about you guys, but he has been sacked most out of any quarterback, I want to say ever, in one season. He was always on his back, as Kenya stated, at, like Amber Rose. Uh, I've never seen any video like that, but. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but, you know, you have, to, you have to fix that up. If you don't get a. And, and Ken mentioned, we were talking off the air, that they need a deep threat guy. They need somebody who can stretch the field, and we, and we talked about the uh, receiver they have who's more dominant. On special teams, in my opinion. And David and Devin Hester. Devin Hester is a he's he's a great talent, but you know it takes years to run routes. It takes years to learn how to run routes, get a feel for what the defense trying to do to you. I'm not saying he's not doing it now, but he just doesn't fit as that guy in uh, Chicago. He's more he's more of a threat to uh, to hurt a team from the special team standpoint. And if I was to use him that way, and we talked about Mike Smart, Mike Martz. Uh, and his and his offense and YJ Cutler may be on his back, but I use Hester as a, a screen guy, a hitch guy. I would be so predictable with him, but you know, for the most part, these guys can't catch him. He, he's he's yeah. that shifty. Don't you think? Uh, don't you think Plaxico would be a good fit there? I mean, he's. I see um, Jay Cutler is like an Eli Manning with a much better arm, and I, I mean, Plaxico can go up and get anything, and uh, Jay Cutler can throw the hell out of the ball. So I don't know. I mean, I was. Thought it might be a good fit over there. Price go that, that sounds like it could be a good fit, but the Bears tend to be so stingy and so mm-hmm. cheap. I don't know if he would come here. Yeah, but it's not like he he's he uh, he's got all, he's, yeah he's not like warranted a whole bunch of money. I mean, look at you know and so like Ken said, it, these guys right now 
they trying to get the max out of their contract because this is going to be their last year deal uh, as far as the NFL contract, a huge NFL contract is concerned. If, if Chicago doesn't get uh, Braylon Edwards, uh, Maybe uh, Sidney Rice that came went to was in Minnesota last year. Uh, had those great years in the West Coast offense, but still he was productive in it, and that was under Brett Favre. Uh, but that would be another guy who's a maybe a threat, a deep threat to go along with the rest of those receivers. I still want him to go to the Chargers. Chargers, yeah, because they're losing every they're losing all their receivers to free agency. Well, they may lose Jackson because you know Cause the way they punk. they the way they did him wrong. You yeah. can't play with these guys' money. Yeah. You can't play with prove, these guys. Prove you can do something. Prove you can take him to a Super Bowl, and then you can complain. Well, like uh, San Antonio Holmes, he missed four games and was probably a most productive receiver in New York. So it's it's, it's a matter he's won a su- He's won two Super Bowls. And he's won two Super Bowls, according to Ken. According to Ken. <laughs> Sometimes Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but what, you got to throw out another. Uh, I, I could throw out D'Angelo Williams that's in, uh, that's in Carolina. I think he... And John Stewart was some of the best two tandem running backs together for a long time. And then they're talking about getting rid of this guy. We're not getting rid of him. I think Carolina may have the best chance to re-sign him. But you got to look at teams that may need running backs like the Miami Dolphins. Teams that may need a running back uh, like the uh, Denver Broncos. And with Denver Broncos, John Fox is there, the guy who coached him in Carolina. So, um where would, where would a guy like that go uh, free agency and I stated that it's not like college that he has to go one, two, three this is not college this is a guy who's, uh, who's in demand uh, for a team and he can go tomorrow like uh, the Jake, like the uh, Kevin Cobb deal that's in Philadelphia and we'll get to that with Arizona Connors yeah, still there. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I think. I mean, I, I don't really. I, I think that they're kind of fading away in Carolina from the from the two back system. It, it's hard to build some sort of camaraderie with the O line. I think if you have two strong backs. I mean, plus D'Angelo Williams, I think ran for under 500 yards last year. Yeah, he was. They're all hurt. I mean, why wouldn't you like Indianapolis? Maybe Joseph Adai's hurt every year, and if you know that, why not get another stud running back? To, to step in for him. I mean, if they if they have a solid running back for 16 games, they could still make some noise. Joseph Adai, uh, D'Angelo Williams was hurt, but I think to be a successful uh, offense, you can't have you gotta have a decent quarterback. I, let me say that, uh, and we saw that evident with the Arizona Cardinals that they was five and eleven last year uh, with a huge letdown after Kurt Warner. But to be a successful offense, in my opinion, you have to have two running backs and a good tight end. And whether that be a blocking tight end or a receiving tight end, but he should be able to do both. But two running backs to change the pace of the game because uh, you're gonna need that guy. Uh, that can burst out. You're gonna need that guy, that power guy. Um, so, and, and and a quarterback, and and one and one legitimate receiver to make that other guy a, a better receiver on the other side. And I I can name one team like that so far, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you speak of that. I was about to bring up to you that uh, there are there are talks down here in Atlanta that they would love to trade for uh, D'Angelo Williams uh, to to be a change of pace, scat back type tool for uh, uh, Michael Turner. Uh, they were Michael Turner and Jonathan Stewart, pretty much the same player, two big power bruising running backs. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, remember two years ago, was the top running back in the NFC, period. This guy is not going to settle to be a number two back in, in that system. Mm-hmm. He will be up out of uh, Carolina if they don't give him the contract he wants and give him the assurance that he will be the number one guy there. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you got a bruiser guy and you got a guy who can slash through. That's, that's, that's a recipe for success, in my opinion. Uh, quarterback, you don't have to win games, but just don't lose games. I, I, I remember uh, Mean Joe Green told me one time about Terry Bradshaw. 
He said, uh, and this made, <laughs> this made a lot of sense to me. He said, you can win, you can lose with me, but you won't win without me. That made a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. It, you got to have the, you got to have the right guy. Uh, you got to have that guy with that type of confidence level and who's willing to share the backfield. And Michael Turner, if he's the only guy back there, he's going to get banged up and bruised and you're going to wonder why you don't have him for five years, um, and you, and you only have him for three. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest uh, concept right now going on right there in Atlanta. Uh, the feelings towards Michael Turner. The guy just can't stay healthy every year. The guy had one good year when he first came here, but ever since then, what have you done for me lately? But stay hurt every year since you've been here after that one good year. So they are looking at exploring at options of bringing in uh, D'Angelo Williams down here. What about like Ahmad Bradshaw? Because he's he's a free agent too. And um, he put up some beastly numbers, and he's only 25. I think he's staying in um, New York. You think he's going to stay? I think he's going to pay him? New York. Yeah, that, yeah, that will pay him. They, uh, I keep him before I. Uh, Brandon Jacobs? I hear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon Jacobs. I can read Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs, yeah. Brandon, he's, isn't he like 6'5, 270? Like, you can't teach yeah, to be that he's big. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, he, he well, stays hurt. Uh, both of them do. They just trade. Hurt. They trade. I don't mind if you stay hurt. But I, I, it is a concern if you can play hurt. A lot of guys get one nick and they out for three weeks, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. This is a this is a a bruising game. But some guys that can guys that can play hurt, uh, you don't mind those guys in town. I know we had some guys on our team where they would get hurt and you didn't see them for four weeks, but they was in line to pick their checkup every week. So that that was kind of confusing. But you get guys like that. And Ken, you talked about trade. There's a trade situation going on here now uh, in Arizona with uh, Kevin Cobb, and they they want to take they want to trade him for uh, DRC Cromarty Cromarty. They want to trade him for that. I personally don't agree with the trade. I think uh, you pay him if you want Kevin Cobb, then you pay Philadelphia for Kevin Cobb. What Philadelphia do is trying to play both ends with Seattle and Arizona uh, to get uh, Kevin Cobb a trade and a draft pick. You, it, you all know that draft picks are huge and um, huge come draft time. Where you can get a third, you can get a third round guy that's probably projected to go in the first round. So you can find well, the right chemistry. Well, Kwame, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can contest this when I say this, but Arizona is shortchanging themselves with that trade. I mean, you talk about a top three quarterback in the NFL versus a quarterback who Philadelphia really just gave him Donovan McNabb's salary just to play that year. And he was hurt, but he didn't prove himself. Cromartie is a proven cornerback in the NFL. You shortchange yourself. You trade them. You get Kevin Cobb. Plus, you get a first-round pick and another player. Yeah. Well, I'm, how do you get a, an opportunity to prove yourself if you're hurt? Well, like you, talk, you have to give him like another opportunity to do that. Another opportunity. Some guys don't even get the first one, but yeah, he's going to get opportunities because he's a young guy. He's going to get those opportunities because he had about three, and we talked about him two years ago when Donovan was in Philadelphia, about when Donovan got hurt, that three games he was lights out. Huge games that he was lights out. And we were like, and that that probably prompted the uh, organization management to say, well, if he can do this game in and game out, and they did have a running game at that time, then uh, what can they get for Donovan McNabb? But then they trade him to Washington Redskins, a team within their division and their conference. Where he was irrelevant. There's, he had no help around him, and he had a new coach coming in, and, and Mike Shanahan was new to the team, not a new coach altogether. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough for Kevin Cobb because nobody saw the Michael Vick thing coming. Nobody saw him coming back ten times better than he was in Atlanta. Oh, of course, Kwame did. Of um, course, Kwame. <laughs> uh, you know what? You He's did. Best undrafted player ever right here. Newport News, Virginia. Why, oh, wouldn't, right. he, why wouldn't he come oh, back God. strong? All right, all right. Anyways, that's not my point. You know, I was in the camp. I was in the camp, and I'll let you finish your point. Uh, <laughs> no, Alex. please, take it, please. Okay. Well, I was in Virginia uh, this last weekend. And, uh, you know, guys ask me where I'm from, say Newport News. You should see their eyes when I say I'm from Newport News, Virginia. That's why I can believe in a guy like Michael Vick coming back. I wouldn't say 10 times. You exaggerate with 10 times uh, Maybe. stronger. Maybe. Probably nine times stronger. <laughs> came back nine times <laughs> <laughs> But a guy like that, man, he, I mean, you got time. You got time to sit in a, um, in a box for, what was it, 23 months? You got time to refocus your life and get it back together. He wasn't being banged up. He didn't lose. He wasn't injured. He had time. If he was, he had time to get healthy, stronger, and faster. So working we, out and all that good stuff. Yeah, working out and getting it. He did have the knowledge of the game, but he just didn't believe that when I'm in trouble, I don't always have to run. I can run, mm-hmm. scramble, and look downfield. There's receivers open. And he has receivers now. Um, and he's got a hose. And, and he got a what? He's got a gun. I mean, he can throw that ball. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know what that hose was. You, I thought you were talking <laughs> about Amber Rose again. <laughs> no, no. I thought we were back on Amber Rose. I didn't know. He got rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, but that's 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 the trade situation here. I agree with uh, Alex and Ken. Don't give up a guy who's proven right now. And and the reason why they stalling in Philadelphia because they feel like this is their year to win the Super Bowl. They feel like they have everything in place if they can get that that cornerback, that defensive back guy who can hold down one side of the field because Asante Samuel is over there also. Well, in my opinion, he's a cover two corner. But if you can run cover two and, and lock the side down, then that's, that's well and fine. But they feel a, a guy like DRC would be uh, – the piece of the puzzle that they need to get them over their hump and get them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, don't. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. go ahead, Ken. Sorry. No, I think they still need to address the running back position as well. Uh, I'm not really too sold out uh, at their uh, starting running back uh, right now. The kid from Iowa, um, uh, who's that? Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Green. Sean Green. Yes, I remember he sold out on that. Uh, he disappeared in the playoffs that first game. Uh, they, they didn't have really have a good backup to come in and really expel him uh, when he's not doing too well. So I think they need to really go out and get them. Like a Willis McGay would be perfect for Philadelphia. Uh, come in here and change the pace, a power back, a veteran that can come in here and take some of the pressure off of Sean Green. Uh, but they need to screw up that uh, running back position, and they need a third receiver in there uh, also. Because uh, if I just didn't get it done. Well, let, well, let's talk about that on the other side of this break. This is Kwame Sports Talk. Ken, Kenya, Simone, Alex, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? 
Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the show. We were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and I do want to ask you guys another question. Um, are you guys excited that football back? Because I know a lot of people play fantasy football a lot. I never really got into it. I did it one time. I was on air with, and I was doing the Cardinals uh, pregame, postgame, halftime show. So we had a little situation with that, but I really never got into it. So, well, we ought to do it this year, us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can do that. I mean, I never. Uh, we got to put some money up, though. I don't do it. If you want to lose, whatever you want to lose, just let me know. <laughs> I never really got into fantasy uh, football with it, but I am excited that the lockout is over because the football Sundays and Mondays are, and Thursdays now, mm-hmm. are um, a time that my brothers and I get together. I'm usually one of the only girls, as they say, that's allowed in the man cave to come hang out and watch the games because I kind of know what it is and what I'm talking about. And uh, so that's a good time for me personally to just connect with my siblings and something that we all look forward to. So I'm happy the lockout's over. Well, we might try to put that together, do a fantasy football uh, across the board, too. We we throw a little something in the pot. I, I hold the money. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <I'm out>. <laughs> <laughs> we throw a little something in the pot. That'll be fun. That'll be fun when it takes off. Let's do it. dollars buy in 12 people. You, 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 you paying for me? Hundred dollar buy-in. First twelve slides, hundred dollar buy-in. Mm, we gotta figure this what out. What do you all think about some of the activities the guys have been involved with um, during the lockout, like Ben Roethlisberger getting married? Is that a good look for him, or what do you, you think about that? It's better than Jay Cutler uh, pulling away. Jay Cutler, yeah, Jay Cutler. Well, what well do you guys? I'm, I'm kind of glad he pulled away though. She's like a you know reality you know okay. star, and yeah, we I've done a couple of events with Kristen and. You know, she's from the the TV show The Hills, the reality show, and I don't really know what, huh. you know, what her motive was. Or it was kind of weird. Uh, so I don't think she needs the distraction. I, I need the Bears to step up and do their thing this year, not let Green Bay slide in and end up going to the Super Bowl. We don't need any of those. We need to be focused and ready to hit it. As soon as he get married, it is over. He's already <laughs> he need to uh, focus on his game anyway. Yeah, he's all over the place right now. So. But but Roethlisberger, you asked that. Who asked that? Alex, you did. No, Ken, Kenya. I wouldn't touch yeah. that. Uh, Roethlisberger, I think he had to because all the bad press he had with women. I, I wouldn't say had to, but I think it just made sense to take the light off him. Uh, so he, I don't know how one point he was in. Allegedly, he was in a bar. Uh, groping don't women. Say allegedly. Allegedly well, groping. I, I don't know. For, I don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. It was allegedly not consensual, is what it was. It wasn't not consensual. Allegedly. But then he's getting married. It's, it's getting married less than a year. I don't know. Okay, so he turns out to be like Tiger Woods because he's at, he's still 
likes to go to the college bars and get the women. He's got the wife. That may be an even worse image for him. Let's ask Junior Spivey. Junior Spivey's on the line. Junior, what you think about Roethlisberger getting married? Welcome to the show. Junior must be on his cricket phone. <laughs> Junior on cricket. He on cricket. They stopped making those then. Spivey. <laughs> what, what's, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm in this... Uh Tunnel. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, man. I'm a little distracted. Man, we were, we were talking all across the board with the lockout and stuff, but but then uh, Kenya asked a question about what do we think these activities off the field with guys getting married, guys uh, the runaway groom uh, like uh, Jake Cutler. I mean, I've I've seen guys I've seen guys get all the way up to the point of uh, Jake Plummer being one of those guys get all the way up to the point of walking in church and then didn't show up. Yeah. Man, you can't do that. You know, hey, if you're not ready to get married, man, don't even do it. You know. You know before going into it. If you're ready so or not, man. So using it as a publicity stunt, that's the wrong way to do it because you're going to go back to those same habits you had, you know, before even thinking about getting married. So Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what you got in, you got on any insight on this uh lockout uh Spivey because uh you it's not like baseball. We we had this, we had this ordeal uh, that took five months, and I think I thought three months of it was just ego uh, with the owners and with the players. Uh, you're not gonna tell us to do this, or we're gonna do what we want. This is our team, our money. Uh, but two, this could have been done in two months, and now there's a free agency frenzy. Uh, we're getting these guys signed, and camp starting tomorrow. You can you can sign your undrafted free agents. You can uh, cut guys tomorrow, tomorrow Tuesday, Wednesday. You can release guys. You can sign these guys. Uh, what's your take on that? Man, owners knew what they were doing. Um, they were going to wait it out to the end. It was too much money at stake. And they're getting these free agents at a discount. So, you know, you think about it, man, they're winning. You look at Peyton Manning. You know, he's going to have to take a discount. He's not going to get paid the $25 million a year that he was expecting to pay, even though, the, you know, they say he's going to be the highest paid uh, football player in the league. But it's going to be hard for them to fit that kind of salary under the cap. Well, you, know, you look at that cap, man. It's going to be hard to to, uh, to fit that kind of salary under the cap. He, so, especially you know, they, with this they, new they CBA, guys at a discount, and I think you know they they did what they 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 sought out to do. So they got what they wanted. Well, with this new CBA, that may be the case, but it wouldn't be twenty five million. But they can give him twenty three million. And there's, there's ways to give him a hundred million uh, and make his base salary uh, so low. They did it before on his last contract. I want, I believe, where he uh, right. where he was uh, fifty million dollars. Uh, they keep going back and forth. Brady get a contract. Manning get a contract. Right. They said he, they stated that Brady is going to be. The, I mean, Peyton is going to be the highest paid player in the league. Point blank. That's what he said. He said that. What, so well, they're going to find a way to uh, you do know, it. They they they're going to have to find a way to do it. I mean, you know, we'll see. Bob Bob is smoking dope. <laughs> what they're going to do, man? They're going to they're going to give a piece of the team. Dope. That's what I think. Yeah, he's going to get a little ownership of the team. Who's smoking, yeah, uh, Ken? Uh, Who's smoking? The, the owner of the coach. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. He 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 to give him all this money because he feel like he owes it to him. Does he deserve it? The man coming off of two neck surgeries, a bad knee that uh, pretty much showed you how ineffective he was last year. <laughs> this is not the Peyton Manning that deserves twenty three million dollars a year now. And this he, is a torn down, broken down old Peyton Manning who's on the downswing now. You don't pay nobody that kind of money that's on the downswing. Now there's somebody down. <laughs> In the who definitely deserved that money who's still on the upswing and that's true breach. What about what about the guy that just won the Super Bowl? 
You're going to pay him? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he won a Super Bowl. Those are the last two. Those are the ones that should be getting the money. You're right. He won a Super Bowl with missing pieces. But I tell you one thing, Ken. I wouldn't get that deal if I was quarterback and you wouldn't get it. Donovan's not going to get it. If Alex was quarterback and he'll get it. You better believe it. Thing, I nothing do with your skill set. Not do with your skill set. I played Pee Wee football. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see how you can get a guy like that who's who's coming off neck surgery and and stated openly a few times that he couldn't get the rehab he wanted because there was a lockout. But he's gonna he's gonna demand fifty or was it twenty five million dollars? Uh, yeah. yeah, but you can't get. I mean, you, you can't mess with somebody's routine and like they couldn't work out with the team, so we had to go to another trainer. He had surgery from another guy. It just, but I agree. I don't think you should be getting the yeah. money like that, especially after going off knee surgery, major knee surgery. A lot of these. You can't tell me with the with the technology that they have today, and the trainers and the workout facilities around the country, state of the art. That's even better than the training that you're getting from the from the, from the teams. They got t- people that specialize in rehab, and you're telling me you couldn't get the rehab that you wanted because you couldn't get into the facility? What about the pre- a bunch of BS right there. What about man, the- I know some top-notch rehab facilities around the country that, that'll blow any team, team physician, I mean, any team trainers and, and doctors out of the water when it comes to just straight Spivey, rehab. you got to remember. They you- frugal with their money, though, too. They couldn't really do all that investing. Frugal? <laughs> Not Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning don't have to be frugal. When it comes to rehab, man, come on, the insurance, dude, you, you, come on, come on, man. No, no, but it's all, no, I, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, routine. Didn't you have a routine before every game? Like, you, you don't mess with the guy's routine if it's been working you don't forever have a long. If you're rehabbing, <laughs> your routine is getting healthy. That's the first and foremost. If you got a neck injury, you got to get that 100 percent, 110 percent before you even think about you know getting right. And that's the problem when you get hurt. Because you can't do your routine because you're focusing on getting healthy. You're rehabbing. So you may, you know, you may not be able to lift the weights that you normally accustomed to lifting or doing your running and doing your routine. You don't. Because now that is pushed back because you've got to get healthy first. I'm playing devil's advocate here because you obviously know more about this than I do. But I'm just curious about why. Says who? Uh, I'm not. I'm talking. He's played a little bit more uh, major league sports than I, I, I have. That, and I was gonna, I was gonna uh, mention this private. I said you talking baseball and, and, no, and rehab. No, just rehab in general. Yeah. I mean, okay, what injury you have? But, if you got a knee injury, you got to get the knee right. You can't go in. Okay, I got to get my squats in. I'm used to. No, no, I'm just saying routine, like just prepping your body to be able to go back, get back to the game. Not, I'm not saying like workout routine. Oh, that's true. I'm telling you right now, yeah. baseball is different from football. Them guys will tell you this is the best doctor. Go to this doctor. Or, and they give you options. Football, when you hurt, you are left alone. Um, unless you are Peyton Manning. And I agree on both ends. Peyton Manning could go get that neck rehab with some of the best trainers and doctors uh, to look at it all across the co- anywhere across the country. Man, Kobe went out of the country. Man. Kobe went, went to Germany. Here, he went to Germany. He, right, man. he went to hey. Germany needing knee surgery, came back a week later and was dunking. Right, exactly. You got Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant money. You got different resources than, you know, the average player that's in the league in any sport. You got those kind of resources, you're going to go to the best. Magic Johnson went to the best. He's going to the best. He's going to see the best doctors. Magic Johnson, I heard. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was trying to get Magic When you have resources... You're going to see the best doctors and the best physicians. I didn't mean to throw Magic's name out there like that. I was just using it as an example when you have certain resources that everybody else isn't privy privy to have. That's all. Well, you know, I tell you this: in certain countries, the the FDA. 
don't want to prove a lot of things in on this country on this end because they don't know how to make the money off it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you could go overseas and get different medicine, different treatments, stuff like that. Huh. And I think huh. Peyton Manning was is one of those guys that could do that. Yeah, right. Kwame, ask, ask this question, Kwame. Who is the best orthopedic sports doctor there is in this country right now? James Andrews. The, and Dr. Andrews Andrew, in Alabama. Exactly. exactly. Now, one time did Peyton Manning go see this guy? This guy is known for getting players back on the field by the end of the season. And this man is still talking about after his surgery from the, last, the year before last. That's what stopped him from uh, from playing healthy this past year. And he's still having a problem now. He's still going to go see Dr. Andrews. That's like doc, for baseball players at least. That's that's Doctor Death right there. Who, I mean, you're out. You're out a year and a half. You go see Doctor James Andrews for your uh, for your uh, elbow surgery or whatever the um, the pitcher injury that they have all the time. No, oh, Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery. You go see Doctor Andrews. You know when you come back, you're gonna be better than you were before. You like Steve also, it's, man. It's just such a waiting list. I mean, when you I thought Andrews when I injured my shoulder. But I'm talking about. I mean, he is so. I went to the team doctor, that, man. You, you got. You don't even know if he's going to do the surgery or not because there's so many people backed up. I went in. It was ten people there to see Andrew. Damn. I heard. <laughs> I heard that uh, he's he's in demand like that. That he may not even do the surgery. He may just yeah. overlook it. I right, went. Exactly. I went to the team doctor. My shoulder still hurt. Right. That, I, that which is crazy. <laughs> But I, I know Andrew, with Andrews, man, he's the best. So, you know, even with me, and I'm not paid Manny or anything like that, but, you know, I wouldn't saw the best. You know, I wouldn't, I had had a consultation with him. I wouldn't saw the best. He didn't do my surgery, but I wouldn't saw him. That was the first doctor I wouldn't saw was Andrews. So, well, we're going to take mean, a break. I'm going to skip through this break. I'm going to keep this going. Let me get your opinion. Okay, we 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 done with that. Uh, Let me get you guys' opinion on Tiger Woods and him firing Steve Williams. And we'll move around the board. Uh, Alex looking like he got something to say. He like horse shack on Welcome Back Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm outnumbered here. No, I um. So, um, I think so. Uh, Tiger Woods said that it was okay for Steve Williams to caddy for Luke Donald mm-hmm. in a tournament, and then he pretty much rescinded it and, and fired him. Oh my goodness! Like, Who in that car? Oh, that, that was me. I'm sorry. You would never do that on ESPN. You call my show and you just act up. You would never do that on ESPN. That's my fault. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I think, You're right. I think the bottom line is that he just wants to start over. and I, he's, I don't know if he's blaming everybody else for his mistakes and not being able to perform, but um, I, I think he's just, he's just ready for a brand new start, and he'll find somebody good. I mean, he made Stevie who he was. Like it's not like well, Stevie did his work though. Stevie no, no, of course. But Tiger pushed him to do his work. Tiger wouldn't settle for anything less. So I, I think yeah. I, I think you can get that out of somebody else. I, I'll well, let you I, go ahead. I'll let you guys get into that. Then I, I'll come I back. I posted I posted something on Facebook that said, I mean, you making a million dollars, man, carrying bags, bro. You the highest paid caddy in the game. Now come on, now to start throwing Tiger under the bus and all this, man. I man, give me a break. Give me a break, man. Tiger took care of him. Took very good care of him, man. And I just think, man, sometimes it's time for a change. You, a lot of golfers say they go through caddies like 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 Skittles, man. They go through them every year. They're, they're changing caddies all the time. But I think they're making a big deal about it. And, you know, for Tiger, hey, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I, I was going to say the same thing. Um, 
golfers go through caddies all the time, and I think Steve Williams is going to come out with either a book or something else to make money off Tiger Woods because he's been fired. Because everybody always thought he had the end. He knew what was going on with all the womanizing. He was asked that question several times. So now that he has let him go, I believe he's going to come out with the book soon. Well, like a tell-all or something. If they friends, I don't know why he would do that. We had a. Uh uh, Sherry Daly on the show, and she said she wouldn't have came out with the book until John started talking crazy about her. So I, I, when Tiger fired her, I thought it was a mutual agreement. And then I read the comments that Steve Williams had that he said he was more shocked and surprised than anything. But I thought they sat down and talked about this before uh, Adam Scott, before he carried Adam Scott's bag, because they didn't want to bring a a distraction to this guy, uh, which I thought was made sense. I think it was they was getting ready for the Masters. I think it was. But, oh my goodness, Where, who, who in tunnel? What do you think? Who do you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh my goodness, this guy. I'm trying to get to my workout, man. You know my car is loud, man. I'm a mute. I'm a mute. Look, no, no, you good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, uh, Steve Williams was more surprised than anything, and I don't think uh, what what with him knowing everything about Tiger, I don't think a book, I don't think it warrants a book because. Uh, he was there the whole time. He could have been set Tiger straight if they were such good friends. You guys still there? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look at all that dead air on the air. Where are you guys? This has never happened on the foxhole. This has never happened on on, on Sirius satellite. Y'all, y'all just no, I'm, okay, we're so mesmerized by what you're saying, yeah. Clown. That's all it is. Oh, we he lost Ken. We lost the last two years of his life. How he was working. He was working, he well, Spivey said he's got a million dollars to carry his bag. It, it's more than this walking up and down that course for four days carrying a bag. This guy has to go out there and get the uh, breaks. Now, a lot of courses Tiger played 20 million times over. So he knows right. he's great. So a lot right. of times he don't have to do it. But it's, it's more the than... the highest ca paid caddy in the game. There's nobody making more. He's getting 10% of what Tiger is taking home. Dude, he's he is paid. I mean, he, he is paid without question. No one, I mean, you're not going to really complain about me. He's he's not, and, and you know, Tiger's taking care. He's taking take, taking care of. Him. Well, that's Come why on. that's why I said a book shouldn't be warned because he was with Tiger for 12, 11, 12 years. Um, if he was going to write a right. book, he should have did that all that before. Because he, if Tiger was doing what he was doing, Stevie had to know about it. They that close of friends, and they together every week. They together right. five five days a week. But if he's still employed by Tiger, why would he bite the hand that feeds him? Now right. he's no he's longer hurt. employed he's by mad. him. He's, he's no hurt. longer, you know? he doesn't have to be loyal to him anymore. He's making all these comments about how he wouldn't ditch someone when the chips are down and how he put his family in jeopardy, you know, sticking by Tiger Woods' side. And he's so shocked and surprised about being fired. That's true. I believe, I just, hey, mark my words, there's going to be a book, a tell-all book, or something coming out soon. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You're right. You're right on with that one. One thing. One thing I understand is Tiger seems to not have that many close friends, just because he's always been just socially inept. It seems like cause he's been a, a robot, a golf robot, since he was four, because of because of his dad. But it seems like Stevie's his best friend. Like he's got to be his best. I mean, he's got to be. That's the he's never pictured with anybody. That so that's why I wouldn't understand why he'd let him go because he knows him better than anybody. But maybe Tiger's life is in such, well, I don't know, like mental shambles now. I mean, you, hear, you see boxers and other athletes, man, they, they fire the dads. The dads, man, brought them all the way to a point that you just you just want to change sometimes. And it's I think that's personal. what it is. It's just you, you just want to change. It's like, hey, you know what? I want to change, you know? I think that's what it is. They, they, Tiger's revamping everything in his life. He, he got rid of his uh, 
coach. He got rid of. Uh, so he's four swing coach in five years. Yeah, and he just trying to find out right fit, and he gonna change everything. Uh, then he has to get rid of. You know, I think he has to get rid of Stevie because Stevie knows everything about him. So it is time for a change, and you do make a good point. I watched uh, boxers, great boxers, change management because they feel this guy wasn't right for them, or they need to move, they need to move on and move forward to be it. Tiger's his main concern is he trying to get that record by Jack Nicholas. He's trying to get uh, 19 majors. I think Tiger's five majors away, which is tough to do, but he can win one every year. He can win one every two years, uh, stay in the game. I don't see a guy like Tiger Woods playing in the uh, playing on the. Um, the senior tour, which is now called the uh, uh, some tour, but I don't see him playing on playing after that if it's not just for fun. You guys still with me? You guys still yeah, with me? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Kenya, this is what I'm gonna do, Kenya. I'm gonna call your show. No, no, and I'm, what like, it is. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm riding this you big got, truck. And I'm riding on these these twenty four fours, man, and I'm all, I'm hitting these potholes left and right. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm on way over there. You saw, he, yeah, he balling. He in a uh, what is it? It's a um, Hummer, right? Yeah, big yeah, twenty yeah, four. You going to do your workout, man? Yeah, going to get it in, man. Got to get it in. <laughs> we were talking. Got to get it. Well, you got look. We were talking about. Um, Spot. We were talking about these free agencies too with the football. I, I just want to get that Tiger Wood out there, but. Yeah. Um, what do, what do you guys think? Now, Alex and I were talking about this uh, before we even started the show. Um, Brett Favre. Why does Brett Favre news keep coming up? Why is they talking he will be in Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Keep coming. He'll be in Philadelphia. I think Brett Favre is disguising his voice calling in saying he wants his retired papers back. <laughs> He's um He just want to be the news. He was the news for 21 years of the National Football League. Uh, and maybe the guy loves the attention. The attention. Uh, he did send um, phone text pictures. Allegedly sent those pictures. Um, Everything is alleged with you, really. Because I don't know for a fact. I'm just saying that's that's the news. But I'm, I got I can't. I know one person that knows if it's a fact or not. Who the chick, was? She, the chick that got him. You know what? He, somebody could have his phone could have been in his locker. Somebody could have took his phone, took a picture, and, and put it back in his locker. And aliens could have done it, too, but I'm, I'm pretty exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, Bigfoot could have been, you know, come on. Oh, I used to leave my phone in the locker all the time. I just didn't think nobody would touch it. I mean, so but. They would, they're sending it to, like, a random person. Why me stop it? Probably. But look. <laughs> but why is it? until you die, huh? But why is this guy still news? Why is Brett Favre still news? We talked about that last week. When you're, when you're out of the limelight. It's hard, so I guess he's just kind of trying to keep himself relevant. And it's not like he left gracefully at all ever since Green Bay. You know, yeah. he, threw, he threw one of the worst picks ever in NFC uh, Championship history with Minnesota. They could have won a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And he went to the Jets, and I, I mean, or he went to the Jets, then Minnesota. I just uh, he, he wants another chance to potentially win a Super Bowl, but nobody's going to sign him that's a Super Bowl contender. Brett Favre went to two Super Bowls, right, and won one. Yeah. Um, I guess they played, who they played, Denver. Denver. Uh, he won a Super Bowl, and but it, it's almost like, and we did talk about this last week. It's almost like that Michael Jordan syndrome. And Mike, you come back and think your body can still do it. Your mind may still do it or want to do it, but when your body can't move, um, you're not gonna be able to get it done. You're not gonna be able to get it done. So Brett Favre's knows. I sure wish I could hear myself over that. Uh, what's the air conditioner? On? <laughs> I'm, gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go. Thanks for having me, man. Hey. I'm running to get my workout on. All right, Spav, look, I'll see you. I'll catch up with you. I don't problem, man. I'm just messing with you. 
Okay, man. I'll we'll talk better about it too when you get All off right, the later. phone. All right. <laughs> God told Marty that guy was a uh, he was in a tunnel. <laughs> he was in the air conditioner or something. But look, yeah, Brett Favre, I, I, he shouldn't be news right now. He shouldn't be news. The news should be uh, free agencies or, or ownerships and teams signing these guys and, yeah. and, and getting the getting this frenzy going. Uh, but there's a lot of guys. I, I, what I think is going to happen is that the the NFL the owners is going to patent this situation that they have right now. They're going to only give teams a week to sign undrafted free agents to to sign restricted free agents to sign guys that are on their team, uh, possibly back to their team or, or make trade deadline. I think this is a they can market this in a way where they can make money off it. This could be a big deal. And that's their their goal. That's their bottom line. <laughs> that, it, it is. It's so much money they can make. I say seven. Uh, let's say ten days. Let's get them ten days. Uh, I will patent this and, and make so much money off and say this is. You have ten days to sign. How long is it? Four hundred and fifty something. Four hundred forty three something players. Uh, doing undraft. Doing the draft. Doing the free agency. You got three days to sign the guys you draft from college. You got three days to do that. You got three days to sign. Make trade and sign team guys that are on your team. So this deal that they just came up with, this it lasts ten years, right? It's a ten year deal, collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Um, my, I, I don't, you know what? The the players, the current players and owners, going to be okay. Um, here's another, here's another billion dollars they can make. The Thursday package. Now, mm-hmm. normally there's a game on Thursday, but if you make a game every Thursday and add the TV money to it, that's a billion dollars they can make. So, so yeah, we, but they got They got to make somehow take the rights away from whoever has NFL Network Cox or whatever. Make everybody be able to watch because it would go through the roof. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, unless people people usually go to bars or friends' houses or whatever. If you can watch it at your home, right? The ratings will go through the roof even more. I agree. And we got about thirty seconds to the end of the show. Uh, we waste about four minutes uh, with Spivey. <laughs> we about four minutes. We're in a tunnel. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. If you you make it where everyone can watch it, like Monday Night Football, what's that on uh, ABC or something like that? CBS, something, whatever the channels uh-huh. are. There. But everybody can see that. But you make a Thursday show the same way where everybody can watch that. The uh, ratings go out the roof. Uh, TV money, advertisements, what's going to take place? Uh, where, where they going to make their money? Um, all right, well, you know what? We're the end of the show. 30 seconds left. Uh, I didn't get the sexy voice today, thank God. I know. Oh, I, you know what? Because you missed that commercial. Yeah, I told uh, Monk, I said, let's skip the break. So I didn't want y'all. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my Portillo's, by the way. I didn't want y'all thinking about me all day in a way. Give Kenya. Me, give me an address. The Portillo's is coming. I'll give you my address. Kenya, yes. I appreciate you on the show as always and your insight. Always, Kenya Simone, thank WGCI. You. We got Alex in the studio as always. Check out the fan page. We'll do some posting there. You can win an Energy Force bracelet. Go to energyforce.com. Read my testimony. I'll give you a trivia. You might win one for free. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.